it's time for Bradley to either man up or shut up. Seven figures, cash. So you think you're a harder puncher than anybody in the UFC? I will be the hardest person to ever hit Nate Diaz. Trying to get crunk with my white brother. Why the f would Mbappe turn down this offer? I am retiring from boxing. This is my official retirement. You and Tate discuss the potential of you two fighting. I have $10 million for him. My final warning to Nate Diaz. We live in this bitch. We're friends. He's not paying us to be his friends. Um, not all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but most of the time, <laughs> we are actually friends. And how did you just get to there? Like you just jumped to like we, me paying you guys to be my friends. I feel like you asked too many questions. Um, and that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast, this podcast isn't about shit. It's about it's literally bullshit with Jake Paul. It's fucking bullshit. What's your opinion on cuck? It's very odd to me. It's very odd to me. I don't get the pleasure out of what it's like watching someone else like work out or something like or watching someone else eat food and you trying to be like, mm, that tastes so good. Like, why don't you just jump in there and do your thing? So you're not doing this Adam 22 situation, I assume. No. Yeah, I don't No, I mean, cl like clearly they're doing it for money. And it's like a smart business play. But, yeah, I mean, but it's just a dark hole. It's just a dark hole that is only going to end in something bad. And they have a kid. Andrew Tate couldn't have said it better where he basically was like, as soon as you guys start to have other problems in the relationship and the arguments come up and there's insecurities and blah, 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 X, Y, Z, this is going to be brought up for the rest of time. I, I think I think even us talking about it is bullshit. I think some guy decided to have his wife get fucked. It's obviously bizarre, but I, I think of it similar like the school shooting situations where it's like when you televise it and talk about it, it just like perpetuates the problem. I don't even think we should talk about this guy. I think it's just like it's just terrible. Like, uh, Yeah, no. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I like the way you think. And I always told that to people who didn't like me. I said, if you don't like me, then just like, don't talk about me. Yeah, that's it, the thing. It's like, it's like, I, don't, I feel the same way, like about like the Kanye situation, about everything. It's like, I, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care enough about Adam to care about if he chooses to get his wife fucked. Do I personally agree with it? No, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's not, not up my to life. us. It's not up he to us. He wants to get cares? his wife fucked. You're, you're I right. think it's terrible, but who cares what I think? Yeah. He wants to do that. Like, it's just... Yep. No, yeah, and, and it is just a reminder of like, if you don't like something, talking about it is actually just giving it more energy. For sure. And that's, that's like the story of my career. I've built my whole entire career off of this premise, knowing that if I can draw reactions out of people and get them pissed off and saying things, that it's just going to make me bigger. When I see someone that I don't like or don't agree with, I don't talk about them. I ignore them. Cause I'm not feeding into their energy and into their games. I love talking shit. <laughs> you can't help yourself. I can't help it. I comment negative shit. I gossip. I talk shit. It's great. It's fun. It's like a hobby. Like just. You were the first person I ever saw to actually like dislike a YouTube video. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a dislike. That's insane. I'm a I've never. It. I'm I've a never comment on it. Because, bro, it's like a, it'll be like a like a leak Drake. What does song. that do for it, you? It, it'll be like the title, like this song that's not coming out. It's a Drake song. It's a leak. I'm like, oh, I'm about to listen to this leak, and then it's a fucking idiot. Just like you wasted my. time. But do you think when you dislike his video, do you think you got him? No, 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 no. It's it's I, I got myself. I'm happy. I'm like, yes, <laughs> fuck this guy. I'm adding hate to the <laughs> you're world. You're such a screenager, Jake. Your your brother actually got pretty defensive over you the past couple of days on his yeah, was nice podcast, Bradley Martin said that he can't wait or he hopes you get knocked out and turned into a meme yeah did you, did you see that yeah i saw logan like coming to my defense uh i didn't know that bradley had said that and then logan's podcast came out and then he was like having my back saying you know he wants to humble bradley which i i think is great thank you logan um yeah it's weird it's weird are you and bradley friends i wouldn't say friends no like we're in the same business and we've like crossed paths for years but we've never like developed a real friendship i don't i don't dislike them or anything of that nature i don't i don't know them enough yeah, so you're more so acquaintances yeah exactly so that, that was just like corny but it was weird it was weird it was like very corny i 
you have to have like some sort of like insecurity within yourself to like want to see someone else's demise because you're hoping for that to make yourself feel better. And he sounded like so, why he sounded so passionate about it. It's like one sided. See, but I don't I don't know. I didn't. I my takeaway wasn't necessarily that he seemed to mean it. It almost seemed like, and that's was seemed to be your brother's takeaway as well, is that he was doing it more for clicks because he has every time I've seen her, seen him interact with you or any of us, he's always been really nice. Didn't seem to get any. Uh, any harsh feelings towards any of us and he in the same sentence he also said he was friends with you and liked you so it seemed like this thing where like what he actually thought came out and then what he wanted to do for clicks and views came out i don't know maybe maybe hates you i don't know but it it it, it was a little strange yeah definitely very confusing i don't know and and i think he does talk a lot about like fighting all these people to me it, it doesn't make sense like he is always saying he could beat up devin haney like bro like Devin Haney's a world champion. Like people don't realize the, the power that a professional boxer possesses at any weight class, regardless of how much you weigh, you could put someone down with one punch. Um, and then even just to say, like, oh no, I could beat Nate Diaz, like I could get a hold of, I could use my strength. It's just a different world that he doesn't know. And I've tried to get Bradley to fight. I've talked to him in DMs, like trying to get him on undercard, trying to do it, and he's never actually wanted to fight. Um, and I think it's kind of corny that he says all these things, acts like a tough guy, but then doesn't actually want to back it up. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if he flat out said that he thinks he could beat Nate, but it, he it seemed he seemed to be alluding at it. Like with with Devin Haney, it was pretty obvious he was saying I could beat you in a street fight. With Nate, it seemed more so he, he was suggesting the fact that if he got a hold of Nate, he thinks he would he would he would win that fight. What, what's your take on that? He would get destroyed by both men. Mm -hmm. Easily, yeah, he's delusional. Like it's I not even and, and close. Standing, bang, Devin Haney smoking him, and he, like even if it was like, oh, a street fight, he says that shit every time. It's like before you can get to him, he's putting you down. How much does size matter in a situation like that? It definitely matters, but only if they can get a hold of you. And you like you don't realize like again, it is a street fight, so like anything can happen. It's all situational based. And obviously, like there's so much that goes into that, um, but it's a street fight for both people. That's mm -hmm. what they that's what they don't understand. Um, so, you know, it, it, just dealing with professional fighters, it's, it's a different level. And that, that's why I have, I have an offer for Bradley Martin, because I'm done with all the like talk uh -oh. back and forth podcast. This said, this said that it's time for Bradley to either man up or shut up. And Bradley, I have seven figures for you, seven figures cash to fight Mike Perry in a quote-unquote street fight which is what you're talking about it's not boxing not it's it could be a street fight mike perry is already down he said he's gonna do it you're bigger than him so this you know goes along with your whole size advantage theory and you now have the opportunity to make seven figures to fight mike perry a massive name and prove to the world maybe prove me wrong maybe prove everyone else wrong about your theory of thinking that you can beat these smaller guys in a street fight that's the deal Take it or leave it, man up or shut up. Yeah, so, so I talked to Jake's manager this morning, and uh, he talked to Mike earlier today. Mike's completely on board to do it. You guys would not have to meet and wait. He can, you can have your weight advantage. Um, it would be street rules. It would be in a ring, but it would be street rules. Jake's got a big fat bag for you. The, the sentiment that seems to be out is that you think size, you have the size advantage against a fighter. You think you could beat a fighter that's smaller than you. You thought that with Devin Haney. You thought that with supposedly with Nate Diaz. Mike Perry's the same situation. He's smaller than you. He's a fighter. If you think you can beat him, it's on the table. Come collect your bag. Mike Perry's a dog. Mm -hmm. Mike know. Perry's a dog, bro. You, you, bro really, you, you really don't yeah. think that... I, I'm sorry to go back, but you really don't think that uh, Bradley could get off on... on Haney? Haney. Absolutely not. Nah. Okay. Bro, like one body shot... And it's over with. Yeah, if he, if he, if they're standing and banging before, like, any try to take somebody to the ground, shit, no, no way possible. Hell no. Yeah. He has no etiquette compared to them. No, no way. Uh, do you think that? Do you think he accepts the offer? No. Bradley? Yeah. No. no. Fuck no. His his pride and ego um, is here, and his balls are small. I was going to do a better comparison there. That's, His that, pride and ego is massive, but he doesn't have the balls it takes to actually get in there and put it on the line because his whole brand is about, like, being the biggest, it's toughest, It's a million whatever. win or loss, or is, like, how does that go? No, no, yeah, that's how fighting works. 
No, thanks. Uh, yeah. Didn't know that. Thought you were, it was, maybe it could be a challenge, piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Do you think you could beat Jake in a street fight? No. Who, me? Yeah. Bro, what? I'm going to town on you. We already have done this. Smoked you. <laughs> you don't think I'm smoking him? Uh, no. I'll beat the fuck out of you. Big week for you. You signed Ashtray from Euphoria. Wanda Walton signed MVP. Fucking huge. Massive. Yeah. He has the opportunity to be, and I think he will be, one of the biggest stars in boxing for years to come. He's already, in terms of just following in like Kid's a stud in the star like top Absolute seven star. most followed boxers already without having uh, a first professional bout yet and the potential is there the skill is there the speed is there the kid's nasty on the pads he's smart driven hungry great mindset just getting to spend a couple of days with them i think he's an incredible kid um, and he's going to be a world champion and do it in a way that no one else has done it maybe like Besides me coming into the game with all the followers, but he's going to do it in a completely different way on, on a massive scale. And I'm just excited to be a part of it and to, to help promote him. Um, and it's just absurd how big of a fan base he already has. And I didn't know he had as many uh, amateur fights as he does. Yeah. And no, a lot of people don't know that. I feel like we got to shed a little light on that, no? Yeah, no. He, he's got 83 amateur fights Fucking already. Insane. All types of accolades, awards. What's his and record? I don't know the exact record. I, I, I think it might be all wins. I, no I think there's only like a couple, a ha, like a handful of losses. It's okay. definitely not undefeated, but a handful of losses. Um, and he's going to do about 20 more amateur fights before turning pro. Obviously, he's only 17. He just turned 17. So you technically can't even turn pro in the United States until you're 18. But people don't realize that he started boxing first. Mm. That's the big thing. They're, I had no they're idea. All like, they're all like, oh, he was an actor that's like trying to box now. No, no, no. He's been boxing since he was four years old, six years old. I saw him get a little work in. He's, he's nice. He was sparring Amanda Serrano. He's nice. Um, he got it. And he's got it. He got it. Sparring one of the best to boxers in it. the world at 17 years old. Uh, he was very impressive. I was Stop. one of those people that didn't realize that he was initially a boxer. I obviously watched Euphoria. I knew him from Euphoria. Crushed that role. Um, and then I, I realized once you were in discussions of signing him that he was on the Ellen show before he ever acted for boxing. He was like a childhood prodigy boxing yep. star on Ellen. Yep. And uh, then he happened to stumble across acting, but it wasn't ever. Yep. No. And, and his, his dad was in um, Creed. So the, the whole family is like super talented, wow. super motivated, great business acumen. Uh, so just really awesome to be working with them. And uh, the sky's the limit. Thank you. Yeah. How did that signing come about? It started with a relationship that Nikisa had with his father through the music industry. And they obviously wanted to talk to us. We obviously knew of him. And he kind of just started having discussions around who he was going to sign with. And it just, you know, the stars aligned instantly. And I, I believe truly that Most Valuable Promotions is the best place for any boxer. Young, old, champion. Yeah, you guys are crushing To be it. signed with. Period. Just based off of numbers alone. Not even any of the extra shebang that goes with it. But... um that's truly what I believe, and I, th I guess they believed that too, and we're going to show the world. The intimacy of MVP is pretty cool. Like Everybody involved, everybody signed MVP. It's still so tightly knit that it's like a, it's like a little family, yep. and uh, it's, it's really cool. I noticed like a lot of other promotional companies will have a lot of boxers on their roster, whereas you guys have this tight-knit family that really looks out for each other, and it's cool to see. And we put them together, mm. and we, e each person wants to help the other one grow, and then they get helped. And so it's this never-ending circle of love, engagement, social posts, support. And I think that's really, really powerful. And no other, I guess, uh, promotional company does that, really, at the level that we're doing it. And cross-pollinating content, uh, showing up to each other's fights, etc. Yeah, they went from, a lot of companies went from, like, hating on it to trying to capitalize on it. And I think it's so funny. Like, even just little shit we send back and forth, like, even how people are trying to promote their fights now versus like prior when they were like, oh, this guy's an idiot. He's not a real boxer. And now they're doing the exact same fucking promotion. I literally see boxers copying like my exact videos, but like not being able to actually doing do it. And like terrible. clearly they like hired editor and like showed them my videos to like 
I don't know. I'm not hating that. I love it. I, I think copy it because the motto works. Grow your fan base. Grow your audience. Um, but it's it's funny to me because, yeah, it is a lot of the same group that initially hated. But now they're like. They I see guess, the lucrative side. Yeah. But they'll never pay homage, which is the part where I'm like. Ah. Yeah, but it's fine. I don't I don't need that. Are you more proud of your promotional career or your boxing career? Ooh, definitely my promotional career, though. Definitely. I'm proud of both, but, like, what I've done to help Amanda Serrano is one of the greatest accomplishments in my life, and that gives, like, I could die happy because she deserves everything that she has now, and I'm just, I was just a part of it, and that, to me, means more than anything I've done personally in, in the boxing ring, and anyone can go in there and knock people out, but not everyone could change the promotional game in the world of boxing forever. I think it, the cherry on top of that whole situation is that it's her and how she is as a person and how sweet she is and how grateful she Such is. Such a pure soul. Best person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's she, really she's cool. like the epitome of an amazing human. Yeah, yeah. She, she deserves it. Absolutely. I hope they make a documentary on her one day. They will. Because her story is so inspiring and especially to other young women. So, I don't know. It's just going to be super cool. Super cool what to see What are your that. goals after boxing? Man, uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> I don't know. I have so many goals, bro. Like, I, I have too many things that I want to do. Like, too many ideas, too many goals, so many things. And not just not enough time. The only thing is, like, time. But Give me something specific. Yeah, give me, give me short and sweet. <laughs> Man, I, I want to really, like, open up more at some point when I'm ready about, like, the world we live in and helping kids with, like, mental health mm. and who they are in becoming a man or a young woman and, and helping them with my story and my struggles and, like, what I went through. And we've talked about this, Brandon. Like, yep. I think together we will do something in the years to come where we really dive in on that stuff. Like, wow, I love that. I, I have so many amazing things and I, lessons and notes that I've taken for years and years and years. And at some point I'm going to become, like, this speaker, like, not not Jordan Peterson, but like uh, Stephen Bartlett, like talking about these things and helping the world, um, you know, diving in and making that my my focus to help tons of people because the world is struggling and there's like this crazy battle going on and everyone's self-destructing and people are, you know, struggling to find happiness. And I believe that I went through a lot of those same things and can share my story uh, of how I got to and I'm still getting to the other side of a lot of those same issues. Um, that's one of my goals. I want to be an inventor. I want to create this like security company because security in homes and shit is terrible, terrible, terrible. I know exactly how to fix it. Um, I want to continue to do promotional stuff, acting. Uh, I want to have kids. I want to be a father. I want to be a husband. I want to grow my foundation, and I want to create another foundation on top of that. Um, oh, oh, peptides. I, I, I'm, I'm working on a peptide company right now. That is also something like going against big pharma, which is like completely fucked up our health in this world and it's just sickening like the food that we choose to eat and the products they give us and like that's also kind of ties to the mental health thing like super big into peptides and want to like share that with the world um because people don't even know what that shit is they don't even know what i'm saying right now but it's the future of health and it's what big pharma doesn't want you to know about um because it actually like helps heal people but yeah the list goes i the list goes on Start, by the way, with your health, start, start with your diet and your lifestyle and your environment first. Like there's, there's a million things, peptides and all that is great. But like so many people have just fucked up lives in the first place. Get off the couch, get active, fix your diet, eat well-sourced foods, eat whole foods, get social connections, start there and then fucking gas out on peptides. I think that's what I did. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a shame because. It's like what Liver King was doing. 
and he had this like big movement that was going and all of his tenants and things that he was preaching were like very, very powerful and the world needed it. And then that, the that's whole, why, but the that's, whole, that's why I like, I like Jordan Peterson though, is because there's like the liver King types and then there's like the Andrew Tate types and like some of their, some of their tenants or their, the principles that they're preaching about are, and most of them actually are, they're really great tenants to live your life by, but then they pair that with this gimmick that they, they, they put on yeah. and they, they pair it with this falsehood that they present to the world. And then it spoils the tenants that are actually important and then people throw the whole package out and that's why i like a jordan peterson type because he, there's no gimmick with him it's just like actual information without the gimmick because then when people have the gimmick and then it comes out that he's lying about his steroids use they throw him out and they throw all the stuff he's preaching out with exactly it, and that's it's, the, it's counterproductive well that's the problem but i think he was like definitely playing a character but in terms of like the steroid thing is what really fucked him up yeah, he, just, he was playing a character but he was also fucking lying just lying to the world yeah yeah, which is which is what ruined the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. But he's not the everything else wasn't necessarily a gimmick. But people, yes, yeah, th maybe thought his character was cheesy because it's like the frat bro dude who like watches it and is like, oh, this kid, this guy is fucking cringe. They're not they're laughing at him instead of just like seeing the genius in it. And that's the difference in between a hater and someone who like naturally criticizes versus someone who like can peel back the layers of someone who is doing something incredible. Yeah. It's important to be able to do that. It's like, I can, I can look at someone like a liver King and I, maybe I don't love his personality or this role that he's playing, but being able to decipher like, okay, he's actually saying something that I can take away from this and learn and implement in my own life to better my life. And just being able to do that on social media is more important than ever because a lot of people play these gimmicks, play these roles that aren't super likable. Or it's like you just discard with what you need to discard with and take what you need to take. Yeah, but there's this there's this fine line between getting noticed. If you're sitting there on camera and you're like, oh, get in the sun every day, eat liver every day, blah, 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 every day, just ground every day, have fun, do these things, get into cold water every day, and you're boring, like no one's going to listen to you. Yeah, so like he had to do that. Just like when I came into boxing, I had to be fucking volatile and crazy and say crazy shit and ruffle the feathers and flip everything upside down and piss people off to get to, to disrupt everything and to change everything to make people notice. It's not like I woke up and was like, this is what I want to do. Like, no, there's a plan behind it. Like if I, if I started boxing, I was a YouTuber and I started boxing, I was just like... Yeah, I'm excited to fight. I trained hard. I'm fighting next week. We would like be people will be right like, well, "What the fuck?" Like no one fucking cares. Yeah. So there's this fine line between like being a character and being entertaining and actually having a message. You can't be boring as fuck. And so he he figured that out. And I think people are on board with that. But when it comes to the steroid thing, the problem with that it's the same body image thing that's the problem with like the Jenners lying about getting plastic surgery is it perpetuates this it's message. It's so to crazy. Kids. It's tell, it tells kids, oh yeah, I'm natural. You can attain this naturally. This is perfectly attainable naturally. And then kids don't attain that naturally. They think something's wrong with them. And then that's a destructive. It's actually thought, so. sick. I I seen Kylie Jenner like on TikTok recently she literally was saying that she like didn't have surgeries right. in, in her and bio that, and that's the same exact thing that liver king's doing it's, by saying he's not taking steroids yeah same thing. it's fucking absurd what they're doing to like people's minds it's crazy yeah it's crazy and it's sad this is my final warning to my opponent enjoy your time while you can buckos prize picks underdog your time is over now with better picks, we are the best fantasy sports app available. Up to 100 times payouts. You little peons only have 25 time payouts, okay? No pushes like you guys have. This is the best app, period, available. Fantasy sports just got better. And we're matching deposits for first time users up to $100. Go download better and start playing Better Picks today. Available in California, Florida, Texas, and more. 24 states. They call themselves prize picks, yet Better has four times the amount of prizes. You guys call yourselves the underdog because you are. We're the fucking kingpin now. Better's in the building, and our name represents everything we stand for because we are the Better Fantasy Sports app. 100 time payouts, the easiest way to play. Y'all, 
need to move the fuck over, and I hope you had a fun run while it lasted, because better is here to stay, motherfuckers. Obviously, this is the biggest launch for our company. Like, who's in charge of running better picks? Derek. Oh, God. Derek? Oh, fuck. No, he's, like, weirdly good at this stuff. Derek? Yeah. Damn. Is this serious? Who made that decision? I don't think he could do it, but Derek, since there's so much pressure on you, and I want you to succeed, I want better to succeed. So, Derek, I have an offer for you. If you can get better picks to 1 million followers by the Super Bowl... I guarantee you I'll get you a fight on one of my undercards. Wow. Boom. Challenge. Wow. Challenge dropped. There's no way. You've been talking about a fight. You've been calling out all these people, talking about fighting Sugar Sean, all these people. This is your actual moment. Can Derek do it? I don't think he can. I don't think he can. He's going to get the accounts banned and deleted. <laughs> a million's a lot. A million's a lot. Derek, this company is relying on you right now. Don't mess it up. We've, we've created a, a, really, a really cool environment here, especially in camp where we have this band of brothers, so to speak, that holds everybody accountable. And, uh, I think, and we all be fucking. And I think <laughs> this camp is, has been the best one by far. I want to get into it, but first I want to I transition. There's a, there's a lot that has happened in sports this past week or two that I think we should talk about. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm livid. I am baffled. Uh -oh. I am, I can't believe it. I maybe some like someone be devil's advocate because why the fuck would Mbappe turn down this offer? Are you out of down? your yes? Are of you out of your fucking mind? Tactic. Are you serious? Are you, bro? Like what that means for sports and other players getting paid and the the impact that has for the rest of the sports world for LeBron to ask for more money that. Everyone starts to ask for more money. All these athletes want more money. Then everybody gets more money because the corporations have the money. They have the money. Trust me. So, and he turned it down for like, I, I don't know. I was ready to start having babies. I can't believe it. Cages, does, does anyone in here know ball. his reasoning as to why he turned it down? I think he wants to go to Real Madrid. And I get like, okay, you want to play on your team. You want to make history. That's kind of cool. No, I get, fuck it, that. I'd go to hell it, for a it, billion it, it is. It is. Somewhat respectable that, yeah, like you, nah. you want to do what you want to do in your nah. career and that money can't move you and stuff. Nah. But there's a greater impact that this has for athletes and just like setting a standard and a precedent for what it means, the value of an athlete to take that deal. Do you think athletes should be getting paid a billion dollars? Yes. And Look, the, the, the only reason that LeBron James has to get paid like 45 million is because there is literally a cap. But do you know how much money and value he is bringing to every team that he plays on? It's far more. It's far more than that 40 million dollars that he's getting paid to be on that team. So, yes, I believe athletes it's, it's should be getting paid more. It's such a fucking absurd number. And it, it's not to down. But it's, it's not, not. It's not because that's what he's worth. That's what if if it's for yeah, him to go like like Messi going to Inter Miami and now all of a sudden a whole entire country cares about soccer and wants to like watch these games and their Instagram remarkable. their Instagram account grows 10 million followers that's priceless. Mm -hmm. It's literally it's priceless what it does for the whole entire economy in Miami. You can't even put a value on that. I saw the funniest fucking video. We can't play it here because there's a baby in it. I'm going to do that. There's this guy that has an, a fucking infant on the floor yeah, yeah, with yeah. soccer cleats yeah, on. Yeah, and he yeah. says, Project Mbappe. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to start training them now. I'm doing no, that. I, I quit boxing. Like, I, I am retiring from boxing. Oh, shit. This oh, is my official shit. retirement. There's your viral clip out. <laughs> I am. No, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm done because yeah, I'm getting hit in the fucking face every single day while... I could be playing soccer in Saudi. I'm friends with the Just Saudis. With I'm friends with the Saudis. Khalid, I'm coming back. Hook me up. I will play soccer Didn't slash play football. Soccer back in the day? I, I was on the A team in seventh yeah. grade. I have a really good kick. I can run fast right. and I'll knock out everyone that fucks with us. Yeah. Please give me a billion dollars. And I approve this message. Listen, man, my, my take on the Mbappe situation, him turning down that offer, obviously, how old is he, 23, 25? 25. 
he's 25 years old. He's what never going to have to hurt for money. Rapping? The difference between a few hundred million and a billion doesn't matter. It's still more money than you could ever spend in your life. So at that point, it makes more sense for That's him to make a decision true. that he's happy with and proud of than, yes, bro. Have you ever been to Gold It gets to a point where you don't need any more money. And no, it's no, just no, not no, what's going to no, make no, you happy no, no, Not necessarily, dude. Because guess what? Take the money off the table. You tear your fucking ACL next season, and then you tear it again, and then you tear it and again. And you only have three hundred million dollars. No, he, no, he hasn't made that. He hasn't made that this yet. Guy's he hasn't saying, made that I'm yet. Saying, what, whatever you're gonna make from this other deal, of course. But like, you're an athlete in a f- contact sport. How many times have you seen this? Like, take the money off the table. Yeah. I, there's definitely an interest. There's like uh, a basketball player. There. There's a basketball player who turned down one hundred and twenty million dollars. Uh, on like a three-year deal or something. Uh, oh, Dennis Schroeder, yeah. Yeah, the next the next season, I don't know the full story, but like got injured something, and then yeah. now is like making a million dollars a year. It's a lot of money over there right now. I don't know who, what, where, why. Jalen Brown just got $304 million fucking dollars. Richest deal in NBA history. Um, for where, I think, where are all these offers coming from? Is it like this? Is this inflation? What's going on? So the TV deals now are more lucrative for all of these sports, right? So now the athletes are going to benefit more from it. Yeah, but here's the problem: Jalen Brown is shit. If they gave him three hundred and four million dollars, what are they giving Jason Tatum? Well, I'm sure Jason Tatum's upset about it. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is sitting there saying, "Damn, like I thought my deal was insane, and now Lamar Jackson's making more money." But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it does go, go back to your point where it's like. Okay, it's still a fucking insane amount You're of money. Fucking no, rich, at like, the end of the day, we all chose the wrong career path. People man. don't people don't realize though, like these numbers aren't as it seems. Like when you really boil down things, like Jalen Brown, three hundred million dollars minus fifty to taxes. taxes. So 50%. now, yeah, guaranteed. And with jock tax, it's probably sixty percent. So oh. he's down to one hundred thirty million. Which is still a fuckload of money, but wait, damn. But wait, minus ten percent to manager, minus five percent to agent. So, and that's of the gross. So, what is that math quickly? Another forty-five million. So his three hundred million deal, after all expenses, is already down to about ninety-five million. The yeah, IRS is signed the biggest it's not what it seems. contract in history. It's not, it's not what it seems. So ninety-five million a year. What he's netting off of that for what is it? Five years is less than $20 million a year. Do you feel like you're pocket watching? No, I'm doing math. Right. (laughs) And it's sad. Like, I went on my Spotify the other day, and they were like, we're charging you $1 more per month now. Every app, YouTube, Red, Spotify. It's because of inflation. I don't have that extra dollar. People don't realize it. Like, that's it's happening right in front of our eyes, and they're not even trying to, like, fucking hide it. Netflix cracking down on shit. We can't even share accounts in the house. We in the same house. Shit's fucked up. Cheap bitch. Shit, shit's really fucked up. I feel like Elon Musk is the only person who's going to save us. Yeah. I still got Mark Zuckerberg whooping him now. Smoking him. No shot. Elon Musk is eating him alive. Not is him. there any update with that? Uh, with that, with that I haven't seen on? an update. Interesting. I, I, the, the Mbappe thing is very interesting, though. I, I didn't know he, did, he turned down the offer, but I, I really would like to see... Uh, his take on on why that happened because I, I think I definitely think that's an interesting. He's gonna say something to get everyone to like him, to be likable, and like I'm sticking to my career. I think blah, it's blah, respectable. Blah. That's what everyone's gonna say. Yeah, and but, I think, but, I, I think and, yeah, but like there's a completely other side to it that I don't think yeah, people the other are gonna side realize. Is a fucking Looney Tune who just turned down a billion dollars. Uh, how do you feel about about Messi? Getting equity in Miami, correct? He he got equity in in the team he signed to. Apparently, yeah. the first player to get equity oh, in wow. in a in a team. And what that feels like to me, guys, bear with me. I don't actually watch sports. I just try to do my research before these shows. Um, it seems a bit like the first Jordan deal, where where Jordan signed with Nike. His it, we just watched that documentary recently. His mother pushed for him to get equity in the shoe. He got equity, and that set a precedent for athletes to be able to get equity in their in their deals. It, it seems a bit like that. One hundred percent. That's the way it should be. And I think athletes more and more are like realizing their value to these big corporations. Why do you think Francis Ngannou is leaving to make his own money, to build his own brand, to build his own equity? Do you think athletes should have equity like that in, in the teams they put for? If they provide the value, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of athletes are delusional and they think that they're someone who they're not. I, I see it a lot in boxing where they like think they should be getting paid more money than 
what they're worth. They don't actually sell tickets, but because they think they're big, they definitely have inflated egos. But if you actually move tickets, if you actually drive numbers and you actually put butts in seats, then you should get a piece of everything. Yeah. hundred percent. So if your name starts with a T, stop asking for more than you're getting. (laughs) So many people are going to be like watching this, like thinking it's about them. Um, so Bobby Althoff, uh, lover. She's oh, great. Yeah, I, I just hate the the like the the spin on shit where people, anything that's excelling or working that they're not educated on, they immediately result to industry plant. Right. And, it's, and it's like, bro, shut the fuck up and let this girl do her thing. Yeah. It's so corny. How is she getting guests? Because she's good. Because she's great. And she's it's on TikTok. Fucking, it, and you have to understand how Drake works. Drake isn't doing anything he doesn't want to do. Drake probably saw her on TikTok, said, I want to fucking do an interview with her. And he did it. That's these it. are the same people that believe, like, fucking Jay-Z's a reptile. And, like, Michael Rubin's throwing fucking clone parties. Like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. And she's incredibly entertaining. She's not an industry plant. It's good. It works. It's but, great. But even if she is, who cares? Because she's great. The, the, the problem with like an industry plant is when and when is when somebody's trash and they're being pushed and they're doing great numbers, but they're actually ashes because they're being inflated I by, just, by a, say, a, a label or something. Right. But if the if the person is great, who cares if she's an industry? But people plant? aren't looking at that. They're just trying to discredit something, which is worse. Yeah, that's what that's what our culture does now. Just discredits yeah, everyone and anything who like puts up big numbers and can't believe it. Like, it, I mean, it, I'm case point number one like you either oh i knock people out oh he did steroids fights are rigged like not not just one but both like the fights are rigged and he's on steroids but why would i need to be on steroids if the fights were rigged he just doubled down (laughs) fuck it this is kind of like what we. i just had to make sure why is this mic so low did you guys think you're fucking guessing a leprechaun it doesn't go up and down pull it pull it yeah it does this this is kind of like what we were just talking about this supply and demand yeah twist it Wow. Fucking imbecile. You're a punchy boxer guy, man, and you're about to fight in how many days? Fighting in two days. I can't believe it. Man, this is amazing. Do you have any questions to ask us about your fight? (laughs) I feel like this is backwards. Um, Yeah, sorry about him. (laughs) How you feeling this camp? The best I've ever felt by far. Best headspace, best everything, best coaches. Best diet, best shape, best cardio. Everything got turned up a notch. Best mental space, most amount of confidence I've ever had going into a fight. Mm. Least amount of nerves. Everything's on point. I think this could potentially be a breakout performance for me. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I can attest to that because I literally will come here just to watch you spar. You are so fucking sharp right now. Yeah, people were saying that Anderson Silva was my best performance, which I would pretty much agree with. Uh, I'm going to double that, boys. Double that. Fight predictions. Well, y- how how much of that of that technical improvement that you've had do you do you think you'll get to showcase in this fight? Yeah, it may not take long to finish him off, or, but I I think I will show it. He's tough. He's durable. I think it's gonna go into probably like the sixth or seventh round before I sleep him. Well, the reason the reason I ask that is just because even if it goes the distance. You might not be able to fight technical against uh, somebody who's trained in UFC and isn't going to be playing technical boxing rules. Yeah, he's definitely going to look sloppy, which um, which can make things a little bit wild. But when I stay sharp in those moments, uh, people will see that, I think, for sure. Nice. It's a, it's a, so it's a knockout. It's a knockout. Six-round knockout? Six or seven. You think you'll be the first person to knock Nate Diaz out cold? I know I'm no going to stop him. I know I'm going to stop him. I know I'm going to stop him. I know I'm going to stop him. Damn. But will it be like him unconscious? Unsure. We'll see. Yeah, that's reasonable. No one's ever done No that. one's ever done that. In MMA, for sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah that is true. The, the pace of boxing is higher. It's nonstop. It's three-minute rounds. In MMA, it's five, so you have a longer time. You can stall. You can wrestle. You can hold. In boxing, this is going to be a new experience for him. And, and it's different bang. than it's different than sparring. I, I see the guys he's sparring. There's some footage of him and such, and I know he's going hard, but I'm, I'm, there's no one that they can get to replicate me. I will be the, the hardest punch he has ever been hit by will be me, 100%. Time in and time again, it's not going to stop. The punching power is not going to go down. 
they're going to keep coming at him. I'm going to be all up on him, all in his face. And poised. Ambushing him. He's going to be getting hit every which direction, not knowing where the shots are coming from. And he's going to maybe be tapping me here and there with those with the arm punches and stuff. Uh, but he, for the most part, he's not going to be able to hit me clean and flush. You're saying he, you're the hardest puncher he'll ever have been up against? 100%. Get guaranteed. So you think you're a harder puncher than anybody in the UFC? Yes, I am. I know I am. Because why, why wasn't anybody able to sleep Tyron Woodley like that? Uh, no one ever knocked out Ben Askren with punches. Robbie Lawler mauled Ben Askren for round and round and round and round. And Ben Askren just took it. Um, so in terms of punching, I will be the hardest person to ever hit Nate Diaz. And that includes anyone he sparred with. What's the biggest difference in this camp from last one? Man, everything, everything. I think the, the biggest thing last camp was like going through, uh, a breakup over the holidays, then trying to like drink my pain away. And, like, getting drunk with my family to, like, make myself feel better. You were fucked up. In How the far out from the fight? Like, like six and a half weeks before. Bro, he was fucked blacked up. out. Doing terrible. Yeah. Like, and then, horrible. And then my immune system was, was fucked up. And my first sparring session of the camp was a month before the fight, essentially. So, like, so there's, there's a difference between choice and chance. And, like, the first thing you listed was choice, and that's it was your choice to drink. And I would say, like, that's just, like, a bullshit excuse. You chose, like, like fuck wait, that wait, 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 wait. You just said excuse. Right. I wasn't making an excuse. Okay. All right. No excuse. No, no excuse. I lost. I lost. Yeah, great. He, his question was, uh, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. And I think the difference is making the right choices. Mm -hmm. 100% in this camp. I've been sober now for... Uh, seven months, eight months, whatever, however long it's been this year since, since that time. Um, and when are you going to relapse with me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Trying to get crunk but with my white brother. I just was like, yeah, like, I don't think he can beat me even like this. I just didn't think he could. You had like a success driven ego. Yeah. I was like, and, and regardless, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Um, For Tommy. Yeah, and I'm not going to back down from a fight. Like, it's signed. It's ready to go. Uh, but I was dealing with a lot of things. It's not It's not an excuse as to why I lost. But the difference is, is that, like, I'm not sick. I'm not, like, drunk, drink, and, drunk and drunk it out. <laughs> and I had a full, you know, 14-week training camp Hell where I was everything was on point and my coaches demand the best out of me. Not traveling is a big difference. Having your dog sleeping in your own bed, all of these things, um, they actually make a huge, huge difference when like it's all in total. And then you get to Dubai. I'm allergic to the dust. I'm sick again for another 10 days. Didn't have my ice bath. The internet's going to love that by the way. Didn't, Allergic, I'm allergic to, the to the dust. Yeah, they're gonna love it. No, but see, I got sick from it. I'm not. Uh, no, yeah, but I, apparently it's a big thing. Apparently, like everyone, a lot of people get sick from it. But allergic to the dust. Didn't have my ice bath uh, up until like two or three weeks before the fight, where I could hit it three times a day. Like all of these things, and then my diet was fucked up. Like I was trying to cut to the lowest weight I had ever been to in a shorter amount of time. So I had to be running in the desert. I had to be. Yeah, I had to be in the sauna like almost every night to to get to that weight. Um, I mean, really, the list goes on. Like anything that could have went wrong leading up to that fight went wrong. So let's make it cut and dry. This camp has been going fantastic. So if for some reason this fight goes left for you God ahead of time, is there the is on. there anything wrong? Is there anything that would that would be the reason for that? Absolutely nothing. So I, I bet absolutely the house on. nothing. To kick off better picks, we are doing a free-to-play game around my fight. We're giving away up to $1 million in prizes. We always do this. All you have to do is answer eight questions correctly about the fight for free. You can play for free. In fact, I will give you one of those answers for free. Will the fight end in a knockout? The answer is yes. I'm knocking out Nate Diaz on Mama, on Baby Jesus. Are you talking like that? On Jasper. <laughs> on Mama. So you already have one question out of eight answered. It's free-to-play, right? Free to play. Can I participate? That's right. I know eight things about you. I know your social security number. That has nothing to do with this game. Oh, Download better and start to play now.
How is you to help you this camp mentally? Like, how, what, what's that like? Yeah, behind behind every strong man's a strong woman. Like, she's incredible and she inspires me. And like, she, she, I can talk to her about what I'm going through as an athlete, and she like fully understands it and like gives me advice. And um, she's changed some things around in terms of like my routine, the things I would do, uh, in terms of like recovery. And she actually like gave me some of her tips that her coach uses and that she does. And I noticed like a really big difference in that nutrition as well. Nutrition. She came in and like, I feel like you said, she, she, she walked in this bitch and shook shit she, up. She, she walked she, in your, she you shit cannot on my, be eating any of this. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? She really walked in and, and shook shit up. A lot of people don't realize the importance of like happiness and fun in training, but also in recovery specifically. If I'm like, going through something in the last training camp and like um i'm not happy right there's less dopamine in my brain so my i'm not gonna sleep as well i'm not gonna recover as fast i'm gonna be anxious i'm gonna be thinking all the time my mind's not gonna rest and so just that alone the happiness that she brings to me just makes everything in life better i'm recovering better i'm sleeping better i'm i'm happy to see her to call her um I feel like you started working harder when she, she got around. Yeah, no. You advanced a lot. A hundred percent. And I said to her, and when you say something, a lot of times I set goals, not for other people. A lot of times I say things in public in front of other people, not just to say it, but to hold myself accountable. And I told her, uh, like a couple of months ago, I said, I want to be like you. And I told her, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be a world champion. That's really cool. And so when I said that to her, it wasn't necessarily for her. It was to hold myself accountable to a certain standard. Um, so the person who I spend probably the most amount of time talking to besides like you guys, maybe, um, is a, a world champion. champion. <laughs> yeah. And so, sick. and so, yeah, naturally you are who you surround yourself exactly. with. But yeah. And, and I have to give credit to my boxing coach third um 33rd and and to larry wade as well they came in and just brought this whole new mentality and new system and new fun and new well there's a whole new environment now where your your coaches have their own fighters as well so now you have a a functioning boxing gym here in puerto rico where there's other fighters training for their own fights going on you walk in this bitch every day it's not just you it's turned it's also not the guessing game though they're highly educated like this is their career like they make a living off. yeah lots of undefeated fighters champions the proof is in the pudding it's not just like a Oh, I used to do this. Let me, you know, it's like this is their fucking job and their life and their, you know. Yeah, when you show up into a gym training camp and you have you have, you know, 80 days of two a days in front of you and you just walk into the gym every day and you're just like by yourself. That sucks. Yeah. It's a, it's a difference house. when you walk in there and they're already sparring. This dude's doing fucking push-ups and squats and they're right there running next to you on the runs trying to beat you. It's yeah. different. It changed up everything and just their mentality, their energy. Really, we brought back the fun in boxing. I think in the last camp, I just lost all of that. It wasn't fun. It was and ass. It was terrible. It was it was damn near depressing. It felt like we was training out of mom and dad's house. Like the, yeah. Nobody was turning up, having no fun, talking <laughs> no shit, competing. Just it was like, it was bad. It was bad. And we just flipped that all on its head and got this like spunk and energy back and having fun in the ring before I was really kind of like not encouraged to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's when you're in there in a groove and dancing and playing around, not only are you more relaxed or your cardio is better, you're harder to time, you're in a rhythm and things just like start flowing. You're, You're in this yourself. flow state. One of the producers of the show was here and he hasn't seen you all camp. And he, he sat down yesterday and he watched your spar and he pulls me aside and he goes, it looks like he's having fun. That, those are his exact words yesterday. He goes, he's having fun you in there. Feeling yep. yourself like a mother. Yeah, I was, I was like grabbing the sparring partner's butt. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like yep. I'm just doing like camp random ass shit. Grab your homie ass. And no, like that's him. that's how it should be. Like, <laughs> I need to stop saying <laughs> that how it should be? I, yeah, I started like, I start like, <laughs> this yeah, grab your homeboy. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> no, like just doing like 
funny shit in the ring while you're fighting that you like, do this you're not basketball yeah shit, and i start dribbling it? larry wade brought the problem child out again yeah, and he okay. was he was the problem that that alter ego of like crazy fighter who just is a dog you have to figure out how to get to that place because it's not easy to wake up three four times a week and like fight people for multiple rounds and compete at this like high, high, high level. And like it's really only possible if you are in that mental state of like being this like savage, ruthless warrior. And I think Larry did such a good job of bringing that out of me and the fun that third and Jay Leon brought into it. Um, it made it like not feel monotonous. And all of a sudden I blink the fight is here and I, and I couldn't be, more excited do you feel like being a businessman like half and half like is takes away from it at all or yeah for sure i i i uh stopped doing 90 percent of my meetings stopped doing 90 percent of interviews stopped texting people back for last camp you uh, were sitting at a dinner table on calls taking fucking notes like yeah what, bro what, you, you're a boxer yeah i stopped all of that just to focus on the task at hand and that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way, but I'm, yeah, I'm not texting people back. I have like hundreds of text messages now. All like, I just don't care. I don't care. You don't care? Shrug your shoulders. Yeah, he doesn't he care. He doesn't give a fuck. Want to see me do it again? Do it again. Oh, he yeah, doesn't care. He doesn't care. Two times. All I care about is, is pussy, money, and weed, and um, big boats and trucks and, uh, Bitches and chicken salads. I really want to go to the mainland. I feel so like bad. you. this is what you care about. <laughs> Bro, I'll do anything to just get on mainland and just eat some wing stop and just just put my finger in somebody's butt. Just, That's bro, crazy. Some, I know. Sounds like you have a little bit of uh, island fever. Yeah, mm. no, Dark Dorado night. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Of, we have a name for it, island fever. I'm tired of beating my meat. Like, I'm sick of seeing myself. I don't even want to touch my dick no more. I'm just like, damn, you again? Haram. Brother. I don't believe in nothing but <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Bro, that's the other thing. Like, nah, I don't even get me started. Is there any real uh, animosity between you and Nate Diaz? Or, or, are you a Nate Diaz fan? Do you hate the guy? Would you fuck him after the fight? I have raging hormones right now. <laughs> I, I don't hold like personal grudges with anybody, but I think Nate's a bully and kind of like a punk attitude, beating up random people um, in the streets, just bullying people choke them motherfucker out yeah just like causing trouble all the time but, but that seems like the type of shit you would like like you you like shit like that people that are disruptors that are just crazy not going by the rules shaking shit up doing whatever no, but they that's want like not like beating up criminal. like he's a punk like but not beating up innocent people yeah. and like constantly fighting people everywhere he goes fighting my team fighting anybody you know the, the shit that they always do at press conferences throwing water bottles at people left and right for no fucking reason that's why people like nate diaz is because he's he's crazy he's unpredictable he's throwing those water bottles that's what he's no selling i get fights. it i get it i get why because we were just like we just talking about this. no i get why yeah, i'm not saying that but, I, but i'm saying i'm saying fight. he's a punk and i don't like that mm -hmm. and i'm going to knock the punk out that's all I'm saying. And I think we should spread a message of like not being a wild, crazy lunatic like that. I signed up to fight him because I thought it would be this like fun, entertaining buildup. Yeah. And he's just been like super boring. It's very interesting. I heard him talk about that on uh, on Bradley Martin's podcast where he said like, I'm not going to help him with the promotion. Is he getting back ends of the pay-per-views? Yes. Then why wouldn't he want to help promote the fight? Because he's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. I mean, that would make sense if he wasn't getting any back end. If he was getting a flat fee, then okay, don't promote it. But he's getting back end. So that's, of that's course, yeah. No, of course he's getting back end. I thought he would like slap the shit out you or something right away. It's still, it's something. the draw is still there. Yeah, but it, it wasn't what I expected. From yeah, I thought I thought shit was gonna get. You're hot. back to promoting shit by yourself. Yeah, carrying shit. My back hurts. Yeah. What do you think the chances are that something actually happens to Derek at that that press conference? Zero percent. No, I hope they choke him the fuck out. I don't think it's going to happen. Why is that? Because you hired security for him or? No, because like, I think it's like dead. Like, I don't think they really care. They can't remember. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's a, they don't even remember it happening. Is Derek still nervous? Yes. Yeah. He wants security. Derek was nervous to talk to a bad bitch. Of course he's nervous. Yeah.
Derek gets nervous when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm up. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. I'm, Ooh, I'm up. <laughs> what do I do now? You know who I got a problem with? Who? I have a problem with your PR team. I have a problem with uh, everybody that's telling us not to do things because you almost didn't get on Aiden's stream the other day because everybody says that you can't do anything Andrew Tate related because it's terrible. It'll get shadow banned. He's too hot button of a topic to get involved with. And you almost didn't go on that stream. And then you went on that stream, you discussed your fight, and that now turns out to be the single biggest promotional piece of content for this whole fight. It has probably 50 million views on TikTok. It has about 3 million on YouTube uh, in one video. And uh, it, it ended up being a great thing. But on that stream, you and Tate discussed the potential of you two fighting, you two sparring, you two fighting someday. Um, it seems like on your end of things, you're down to make that happen. Why, why is that? Is that actually in motion? Will that actually happen? Yeah, I'm down to fight anybody. Just flying to Romania for straight up. Crazy. No, sh straight up. I'm down to fight anybody. Uh, it's just in terms of if he can actually get out of his situation mm -hmm. with, uh, with prison and the legal situation he's in. But I was always down to fight him, and I think it's a massive fight, and I think it's a good fight. He's a former world champion. Is he so, of course, of course. Yeah. Beyond his legal situation, I know that's a very real situation. Beyond that, I think that for Andrew Tate, he's built a big thing out of being the top G, and the top G can't lose a fight in front of millions of people. Yeah. That would shut his whole operation down, and he's already rich. I don't think there's enough in it for him, like, it could be it could be however much money for him and his ego and what he's built it, it would shut his whole shit yeah, down to lose to you it's just i think he's already rich so it's, it's not going to be worth it it's for him just so like how you lose like if i of course if he gets knocked out but like me losing to tommy fury has only made me bigger mm -hmm. and it's like somehow a massive win andrew tate losing to any andrew tate's built his whole entire career online over being on top, being alpha, being not losing. Like that's you his whole fucking persona. You have to be on top though. It's like if I just keep fucking saying I'm Well, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Skinny, is that I don't not, think he has to because he hasn't so far. It's, it's, it's well, mm, I don't know. It's, yeah. I, just I don't want like, to like discredit his whole shit, but. No, it's not discrediting at all, but eventually you got to stand on business. It's like if Bradley Martin just keeps fucking saying, oh, I'd fucking win in a street fight. I just don't think Andrew Tate will actually fight you. I don't think he would actually do it. I think there's too much risk for him and I, I don't think he would do it. Maybe if I did it in MMA, he would have a better chance because he's a kickboxer. And that's why I'm down to do it in MMA. Okay. So also, you, earlier you touched on, and I just want to re-clarify, you touched on the fact that if you lose this fight against Nate, there is no excuse for it because you've had a great lead up to it. On the contrary to that, if you win, when you win, what comes after that? Are you going to fight Nate in MMA? There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Um literally none and and i'm not gonna lose i think even lead, going into the last fight i said to myself uh many of times i said if i'm ever gonna lose it's gonna be right now i said that to myself so i, I there's just no ounce of doubt in my mind that i know i'm going to win and it, and especially in a fashionable way mma with nate after this oh fight? yeah i'm down i've always said that and maybe he's going to want redemption after losing to me, but I don't think he'll want to fight me in MMA. But I, I think you, I beat him in MMA as I well. I think that's an even bigger draw than this than this boxing match. I think oh, 100%, which is why we should do it. But for some reason, I think he's going to try to like gatekeep the sport or make it. He doesn't want it to make it seem like a, a mockery or some something like that. But he would be dumb not to do it because I have $10 million for him. His plan is to do this match and then go back to the UFC, but the UFC is not going to pay him $10 million. So why not fight me, then fight me again in MMA and make another guaranteed $10 why million? Why do you, having no experience in MMA, think that you'll beat Nate Diaz in MMA? Because I don't think he can take me down. My wrestling is superior to his, and I'm a better striker. So And his kicks aren't powerful. So, so I'm going to have the time to learn how to defend the kicks, which aren't powerful. I'm a better striker, which I'm about to prove and beat him in boxing. And his strength against me is jujitsu. But you can't do jujitsu if we're not on the ground because I don't think he can take me down because my wrestling is superior. So in no way you feel like this is a risk at all? I think in 
MMA, like I could potentially fuck him up more than in boxing. But he's gonna feel my power days from now. And it's just different. It's just different. And he's gonna he's gonna experience it firsthand and he's gonna realize that he fucked up. Really, truly. What are your what are your feelings days away from this fight? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you amped? Are you angry? I'm like filled with this fire and this energy that is just ready to fucking perform. And there's not really nerves. It's just ready. Just fucking not ready. anxious at all? No anxiety. Wow. Calm. Do you have a final warning message you want to deliver to Nathaniel motherfucking Diaz? <clears throat> My final warning to Nate Diaz, two days away from the fight, is Nate, beware. You, you, you've been warned officially. Watch out. Because I'm I'm all pent up with aggression and and uh, hold that real quick. Who do you know that has their the most pent up with aggression person ever? I'm pent up with aggression and him. Yeah, a bunch of punches are gonna come at your face. We've been calling him Punchy Man this camp, so. And I'm I got two fists. I'm not afraid to use them. And uh, what else? What else do tough people say? Um, he's gonna lick you and grab your butt in the ring. You've been eating nails for breakfast. And I, I've been eating nails for breakfast. And do this. And I'm gonna crunch up your face like no one's ever done before. And you're not gonna know what hit you. And beware. That's my final warning to Nathan Diaz. And if your nutritionalist has been depriving you of carbs, fear not because we have a knuckle sandwich prepared for you you've been warned buddy buckle up yeah dude that was that was good right yeah, that was scary he's probably like shaking now shitting and pissing all over the place why are you wearing that fucking hat because they need to go play better picks right now yes 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 download better picks and we're going to texas so i'm getting my i'm i'm channeling my inner cowboy i'm excited for a fight in texas i feel like the Texans are about to get fucking rowdy, especially the. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a lot of Nate Diaz fans in the building. Basically, what I'm gonna do is, since it's all Nate Diaz fans in the stadium, they're all gonna boo me when they announce my name. So I'm gonna write like on a piece of cardboard with a sharpie, like "boo" if you're a virgin. Incredibly and when they're all petty. when when they're all booing, I'm gonna hold up the sign like in the corner of the ring. Incredible. Chestnut checkers. And you guys should put play better picks at the bottom of that sign. 